The plant in my office is fading. I know that might not be a concern for you, but I've had this plant for 14 or 15 years, even more, in three different church offices. And a few weeks ago, it began to turn yellow, and the leaves began to fall. Now, a few weeks before that, I had to move offices due to the construction of the new building foundation taking place. And of course, I put the plant by the window, but it just was not receiving enough light. I mean, this plant used to flourish. It was such so that it would, it would get the warmth and the light of the sun and the branches would just shoot and you'd have to cut them off or you'd have to turn it every once in a while just to keep it straight. I put it back in the room and I hope it'll flourish again. But it made me think, what is it? What is it that makes you flourish? What is it that we grow towards? Who is it that helps us to grow? I find myself gravitating, sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously, towards people who exhibit the warmth and the light of God. As I reflect back and remember these people and see how they've impacted my life and see how they've influenced my career as a minister and my person. Today is All Saints Sunday. All Saints Day, a, a day that we remember specifically those who've died this past year and we recall those who have died in the years past. And we recognize their gifts that have shaped us, especially their faith. Today's scripture comes from Hebrews, a New Testament book that helps us recall the rocks of the faith, especially from the Old Testament. It's upon their very foundation that we today stand. So invite us to see who they are. I invite us to recognize the gifts that they possess that we can possess today and hear the best definition of faith that I've ever seen. Where does it come from? Hebrews 11. Please join me. Turn to your Bibles that you've brought. Turn to your Bibles on your phone or device that perhaps you have. It's helpful as we follow this scripture together that you can see the words as well as hear the words. Hebrew 11, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval by faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's. Through this, he received approval as righteous, God himself giving approval to his gifts. He died, but through his faith, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death, and he was not found because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. And without faith it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who seek him. By faith Noah warned by God about events as yet unseen. 
respected the warning and built an ark to save his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that is in accordance with faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that, his that has foundations whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received the power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and they greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared for them a city. This is the word of God for us today, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Faith is not just something we wish for or something we long for or something we hope for. Faith is an utter conviction, a conviction that conducts our conduct. Faith is something in which we live and in which we die. Have you ever made the honor roll in school? You don't have to raise your hand. Sorry, you, we're not picking on you. Maybe the dean's list, maybe the headmaster's list, one of those academic recognitions. And remember as a kid, just getting excited, achieving for that, and admiring those who could always make those lists, and proud of my own children when they make it. You know, the writer in Hebrew gives us some examples of faithful lives. It's almost like we're given an honor roll. It's, it's like we're given a headmaster's list, list of faith. Who were they? Who did Hebrews talk about this morning? Name them for me. Abel? Enoch? Noah? Abraham? First is Abel. Who was Abel? Second born, son of Adam and Eve, he had a brother. What was his brother's name? Cain was his brother who eventually killed Abel. Verse 4 reminds us that Abel's offering to God was found to be more favorable than Cain because Abel gave out of his first fruits. And as the scripture says, his faith still speaks to us today. Then there was Enoch. Maybe you haven't heard of Enoch or you've heard of Enoch, but it's hard to remember who Enoch was we look in Genesis chapter 5, toward the, uh, verses 21 through 24. 
It was a wicked and corrupt generation, and people are falling away from God, but Enoch is one who is coming closer and walking closer with God. The interesting story of Enoch is there's question of whether he died at all. That in his death, he's believed to have been taken up to heaven. In other words, it's this mystery of death that I think each of us, when we're faced with it, sometimes struggle to understand. Death is a release, a transition, which brings us into that closer presence of God, a home made by heavenly hands. In verse 7, we hear about Noah. What do we know about Noah? The ark that he built. Not because of something that he knew would happen, but solely based on the faith of God that he had told him to. And we see in the destruction of the world that Noah perseveres. Noah took God at his word. He believed it and staked everything on it. He spent the rest of his life fulfilling what God's message commanded. And Noah was not deterred by the ridicule of others. Abel. Enoch, Noah, and Abraham. We probably know Abraham the best, or at least have heard his story. And many verses focus on Abraham. He was called to go to an unknown land, and it was his faith that carried him there. His current situation was good, but he left to follow and find the one who called him forward. He was ready for the adventure. Are you? I think looking at Abraham's faith it makes me look at my own faith. Remembering Abraham's journey makes me think about my own journey. How comfortable are we in our journey with God? How cautious, how careful are we in our journey with God? You know, we want to know each step. We want to know what the future holds. We want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. But then would it be called, would it be called faith? Sometimes it's necessary for us to follow the voice that calls us without knowing the place or the consequences that lie ahead. That takes patience. That takes patience because we won't know we are there until God reveals it. We live in this hurried society. We want to get there and get there fast. We want to know the problems or know the outcome to get over our problems or even this pandemic we are facing. We want to know and have the solution now. But when our faith is tested, we have to hold on to the hope unto that which we do know. And that's God himself. Abraham's faith was out of this world. As a result, the impossible happened, and he and Sarah had a son in their 90s. And his descendants became as popular as the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore. But it's interesting, and I read a few more verses, and that's really why I wanted you to have your Bible out too, is to, to see a little bit more of what happens to Abraham and his descendants. In verse 13, we begin to learn that none of Abraham's direct descendants enter into the full possession of the promises that God had made with Abraham. They never lived a settled life. They never lived in a settled land. They were forever moving, certain that there are great truths that would merge ahead. They lived forever as strangers, but they died with their faith intact. The descendants never lost their vision. They lived in hope, never wished to go back, and died in expectation. 
Their descendants one day wished to go back to Egypt, but the patriarchs kept moving and kept looking forward. It's that same vision and that same hope in which we are challenged today to have and to hold on to. It's All Saints Sunday. We remember those who've died, especially this year. How has the loss of a close friend, a family member, affected you this year? How has the current health of our country physically with the pandemic, or even politically, affected you this year? Have you reached that place of no return? Maybe it's time for each of us to say and show that we've reached this place. A place which in the end arrives at the feet of God. A place that we don't have to wait until we die to be. The author of Hebrews begins to show us the faith. Abraham's faith, Moses' faith, the faith of other Israelite heroes. All the while moving towards Christ in Hebrews 12. The pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Ultimately, it is in Christ in whom the past faithful find fulfillment and our story finds completion. How do we find this fulfillment? By being faithful. F-U-L-L. So what are faithful characteristics of those who've died this past year do you remember? What is it about those that we come to celebrate, to recognize, to honor before God that you recall? The writer of Hebrews illustrates five of them for us today. Humility. Humility. One with humility points to someone besides themselves. They live out their faith without showing off their faith. What is your goal in life? To live out your faith or gain attention because of your faith? Another faithful characteristic is security. Their trust was in God and God alone, not others. And who or in whom or in what do we place our security? Confidence. Confidence is the third characteristic. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham had confidence in their mission and calling and the gifts they were given. So do many that we reference today. This challenges us as to where we place our confidence. Inspiration. These saints were inspired to follow a call, a dream, a desire. They inspired others to follow. Our lives are different. Our lives are, are better because of those who've gone before us and shared their faith and their life with us. Who will you follow? Who will follow you? And what about your life will others remember? Humility. Security. Confidence, inspiration. A final characteristic that we see is one of obedience. The saints took action. How would your life, 
How would our world be different today if you had carried out a task you were called and inspired to do? It's never too late. Will Willimon is a retired United Methodist bishop and was also dean of the Duke Divinity or the chapel at Duke University. A beautiful, gorgeous chapel, kind of with Gothic architecture, high ceilings, real long, narrow ways with beautiful stained glass at the top. Willimon tells a story about a father and a son who had visited Duke Chapel for the first time. The father and son were walking down the aisles, their heads upturned, amazed at the stained glass windows. And the father asked his son, do you know who the saints are? Sure, the son said, the saints are the people where the sun shines through. We are grateful today for those who've gone before us, who through their lives have radiated the warmth and the light of the sun, the S-U-N and the S-O-N. There are many we are recognizing today and there are many in the past and many to come. When we leave the world, we leave something in it. We can leave something that causes others to fade and parts of them to die, or we can leave something beautiful which causes them to flourish and blossom in the sunlight. May God grant us the fortitude and the ability to leave behind something lovely in which those who come after us will receive a blessing. And the greatest blessing that they can receive is a blessing of faith in God that no matter what we face now or in the future, each can be assured of the things hoped for and hold fast to the conviction of things not seen. Thank you, Lord, for this honor roll of faith, for those who've showed us this humility and this security and this confidence and this inspiration and obedience. Thank you, Lord, for those who've lived faithful lives that today our lives may be full of faith. Help us. Help us to live the same. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.